great anime movies. No, Ben, I don't want to watch all of My Hero Academia. What's that? Oh, good wow. one. <laughs> Who's the weeb now? Oh my gosh. How's it feel to be good a one, weeb? Ben? Wait, Ben, how would you know that's a weeb answer? Ooh, checkmate. Checkmate. Look at this dude. And, and welcome to another episode <laughs> of Dose and a Half Cinco's. This is episode number 46. In this episode, we cover the movie Major League and Street Shark Season 3, Episode 10. As always, I'm your host, David. I'm Stuart. And I'm Ben. And this time, you guys can't say anything about my radio show, Ho Voice, because it's really appropriate for this week's movie. Not really. Uh, Dang it. All right, fine. Uh, outside, the, outside of the movie of the week and uh, in Street Shark Season 3, what else did you guys catch up on? Ben? Great. Community and Simpsons. All right, Stu. I was um, watching. I came across some of these. Okay, things. no one cares. Anyways, what I was watching. <laughs> Let me guess. Uh, okay, MTV. now nobody cares, Ben. Now <laughs> I was watching. <laughs> Ben, which Will Smith movie did you watch this week? Uh, we took a break from Will Smith movies and decided to watch Fanboys instead. Fanboys. Do you guys remember that movie? Is that the one where they go to the start the star uh, George Lucas Lucas Ranch or whatever? Yeah, Skywalker yeah, Ranch. Yeah, that was it. That was that was with the, the guy that like the the dollar store Jack Black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was wow. That's a really good way to put it. Yeah, dollar store. Jack Black. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of that way. Um, I don't know why, but the, when you said uh, fanboys, for some reason, the first movie that came to thought was Role Models. I was like, the one with the LARPing in it? I mean, oh, I mean that is a good one. Yeah, that, that is a real good one. <laughs> That's probably a better this one. underrated one, I think. No, okay. So, yeah. fanboys, how, how how many times has this been that you've seen it, Ben? Uh, this is my second time. Uh, I watched it like when it first came out in high school. But, uh, I mean, it's not a great movie, but... I, I it, it definitely appeals to Star Wars fans. So I mean, if you're like one of the original trilogy, you know, fanboys, and you knew about, you know, grew up watching the prequels and everything, I think this is definitely a movie you would probably enjoy. I mean, there's so many winks and like little nods towards the fandom. It's kind of stupid. I mean, like I said, no, by no means is it a great movie, but I still got a lot of enjoyment out of it. Would you characterize this as a cult classic? I wouldn't say it's a cult classic. It's just, you know, it, it's just something, you know, enjoyable to watch if you do like Star Wars. Okay. Oh, yeah. Also, a... I finished Dark. I binge watch all of Dark. That was amazing. That's definitely one of my favorite shows on Netflix now. It might be tied with Mindhunter for Winter. It was wow. really, really good. Well, yeah. Speaking of Mindhunter, when is that coming back? Uh, never. Nobody knows. Uh, Wait, so, is it a confirmed never, or is it just nobody knows? It's uh, it's speculative at this point because all the actors have been released from their contracts, no. so no so idea. You're saying there's a there's chance. A chance. <laughs> what's that from? Are you kidding me? Yeah, what, what's that from? You're, I'm not telling you. You you're, you're baiting <laughs> me right now. <laughs> <laughs> trying to bait me. I'm not falling for it. <laughs> All right, let's cable guy. That's what it was. Cable guy. Oh, okay. All right, Stu. What else have you caught up on? Uh, so I watched, uh, rewatched, 
uh, Disaster Artist on Netflix because it showed up. Nice. Wow. And that just made nice. me sad and reminded me of all these, these 1,000 spoons I have next to me that have just been sitting here. On oh. top of that, I also found another box of plastic spoons um, in my side yard. So that's even more disappointment. Uh, oh, yeah. So, so I, I was uh, moving out this past weekend, right? And, uh, you know, I had like a shitload of boxes and I came across this like small one and it was kind of heavy. I'm like, the fuck is this, you know? So like it, it seemed pretty important. So I just threw it into my car and drove away. And then we're kind of unpacking this whole weekend and I came across that box again. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I opened it up. It's the fucking spoons. <laughs> I'm so sad now. I know. For for those people who have been kind of following, no, leave them in the dark. Yeah. No. I'm just <laughs> Why are these for, guys talking about spoons? No, for the bulk of you guys who I have to have go been... through all of their episodes now to find out what they're talking about. Yeah. You got to start from one and then get all the way to forty six to get the full appreciation of what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, but my question is, how long is that going to last, you guys? For those that event I, How many i'm a, go through an event i guess it'll be like a another trial run for us kind of like the first time we were all kind of noobs didn't never mm-hmm. know what to expect so this time now that we're slightly prepared uh well if it ever happens uh we'll just have to see and uh by the third time we might have a good feel for how many spoons we need okay and maybe by the third time if we get hit with another wave of the pandemic hopefully we can just host our own version. Yeah, just virtually. Yeah, right. And yeah, we but we don't know all. The, we need to. We don't know all the like the the rhythms and the, yeah. the goofs and the gaffs. We still have to Wait, learn. We're gonna have our own version of it. We don't need. Oh, it's not gonna be as good. Yeah, it's we, better. We It'll need be the room sherpas. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what they're called? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's totally Sherpa. what they're called. <laughs> yes, they would be. <laughs> Right, I got. I gotta ask. All these movies are that you know. All three of us we've seen that have that are kind of like B movies. Aren't necessarily good. How does it move from like a B movie to now a classic or a cult classic? Like for example, The Room or you know Rocky Horror Picture Show. Like how do they get from that point? Like how do they define that um, from that point to 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 actually like cult classic? I guess. I'm not really sure. I would assume it's something that did not, you know, gain a wide audience approval, right? Something that didn't do so stellar at the box office, but still gain somewhat of an appreciation or not even somewhat of appreciation. It's like, yeah, you know, it's something that is widely talked about still, you know, it doesn't have to be good. It doesn't have to be bad. It just has to be talked about a lot. And then when it's done with this theatrical release, you know, you can kind of gauge how how much of a cult classic it is by how many how people are talking about, it. like uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, you know, The Room, like you said, Rocky Horror Picture Picture Show, those kinds of movies. People still talk about it from time and time again, and you know, th- those aren't movies that did particularly well. So I would say those are cult classics. Okay, yeah. typically speaking, like how badly does it have to bomb for it to be like, all right, we have. We have a candidate on our hands. Well, I, I won't say it like has to bomb. It just doesn't have to do that well. Like, uh, oh, in, in relationship to like its budget or the hype or anything like that. Yeah, you know, like something that didn't get number one at the box office, you know, for five weeks in a row, but was still really insanely good. You know, 
Oh, okay. Well, All right. Or, I mean, the room wasn't insanely good. It was no, insanely it bad. <laughs> I think you can you can probably swing the pendulum in either direction. As long as it's either insanely good or insanely bad, it can pro- it has potential for being a cult classic. Yeah, you just got to talk about it. You just got to say, remember that room. You can't end up in the middle. It can't just be like kind of good. I mean, it wasn't great. It has, either has to be super good or super bad. There's no in between. Yeah, that's true. Because if it's like in between, it kind of almost becomes like forgettable. Yeah, you want something memorable. Hmm. That's probably <laughs> what it comes down to. How memorable sense. it is. So a cult classic for David would be anything that's animated. <laughs> that's not a cult classic. There are a lot that's of a David classic. You're the right. Critically acclaimed. Toy Stories on that list, Angry, Angry Birds, Birds 1 and 2, 2, both 1. That's not a cult classic. That is generally celebrated. The entire catalog. I celebrate their entire catalog. <laughs> All right, before we get off too, too far in this, um, so Stu did that. Ben did the other thing. Uh, <laughs> great, yeah, who cares? What I watch. And, uh, uh, no, I haven't really watched anything besides uh, Major League, and I literally finished watching it right before uh, we started streaming and uh was started recording and uh yeah it was everything i could imagine but uh, i know all right let's uh go ahead and we'll jump over to street sharks Shark zone yeah the with shark diving to the shark tank we, can shark we say that infested shark infested on the uh, waters asphalt yeah, uh, in this one, this one is season three, episode ten, "Close Encounters of the Shark Kind." Uh, we encounter, an- we have another sighting of a Doctor Bolton friend. I don't even remember his name, Manta Ray or whatever his name is. Um, and uh, pretty much, the plot is there is a meteor that's plummeting to the earth. The street sharks are called to save the day, and on the meteor, right, actually on itself, is their friend from the previous episode. It was like four or five episodes ago. Uh, Doctor, what's his name? Don't remember. Um, <laughs> <laughs> into a, if you guys are following along, if not, I feel like most people aren't really following along for our street shark stuff. But we we're this far, we're so close to the end. We might as well. We can't. It. We can't not finish it at this point. Yeah, we can't back out now. Oh, oh actually, we should just wait. To like the last episode, and then don't review that one forever. <laughs> and then someone, someone will start commenting on their YouTube video and be like, "Dude, what the heck? You guys never got to the final one." It's like we did. Yeah, we totally but did. Nobody said, "Yeah," but yeah, we totally know what happens. They live happily ever after, right? We just weren't getting the feedback from the audience on Street Shark. <laughs> yeah, because so clearly, clearly that was really important when we decided <laughs> to fix Street Sharks. I don't know. I think, the, I, I know for a fact, the only reason why I pitched this was all the episodes were available for free and they were all on YouTube. I think that's probably going to be a criteria for whatever the all next show is too. Uh, I thought the criteria, the next one we had already decided. Was it? Well, was it a uh, Mighty Ducks? Uh huh. Oh, oh right. here we go. And that one's on so Disney. That one, so yeah, that one's hidden behind a paywall, people. So you might you might as well have enjoyed Street Sharks while it was still absolutely free. Could have watched it on YouTube and saved them from you know they they get saved from the uh, alien that was on the uh, space station in this one and uh, from their friend the manta ray and then right. yeah, I mean you already know I mean, the story. We still haven't seen the dad yet. Yep, that's the end of season two. 
Uh, I mean, we saw a shadow of the dad, right? We didn't actually get to see the dad. Yeah, at yep. the end of season two, we saw his shadow. Yep. I don't understand what they're waiting for. Like, did they think they were going to get like eight or ten seasons out of this thing? They're like, all right, plan for season seven. We're definitely going to bring the dad well, back. I'm sure the target. I'm sure the target audience of this show back then did not have the attention span to be like, oh, where's his dad? How come their dad doesn't come back yet? So, it probably wasn't that big of a focus. I'm I'm guessing. Yeah, case in point, us. Do we remember anything from Street Track when we were kids? No. I, I just finished watching the episode today. You're right. I just watched <laughs> the episode today. I can't even remember the Manta Ray's name. <laughs> Dr. Manta Ray. Yeah. Professor Manta Ray? I don't even know anymore. Who cares? But I do remember that he was uh, introduced like five episodes ago. And now it's suddenly he came. he comes back. For some reason, it took that little piece of space junk that many episodes to fall back into earth's atmosphere. Um, and for some reason, I kind of going along with the rest of this whole series is like stuff that <laughs> kind of happens out of nowhere where we're, we're kind of introduced to the episode where uh, the street sharks are on the uh, oh shit. What's the, what's the ship from X-Men called the oh, fuck the, the, the black bird. No, no. Uh, fuck. Mike Hawk. Nope. Mike Hawk. X Jet. Nope. X Jet. The X. The X. X. What's X Men Jet? Black. Oh, it is called Blackbird. Wow. Wow. Yeah, they're on the Blackbird. <laughs> stupid Ben. It's and called he, the Blackbird. Inexplicably on the Blackbird. Um, just X-Jet. like here they are. They're on the Blackbird. They're also coming back from space. Uh, yeah, right now. That's a regular thing. Yep. Yeah, it's almost like this episode was originally supposed to air after the yeah, the space they, the original space episode. And then they had the uh Dos Navcinco's editing uh editing schedule where we yeah. go out of order and then one person is stuck not <laughs> and it's supposed to be following after that and they're like, Well what do we do? We need to release something next week. All right, well just release the next four episodes that we have and then work on this one. Get it done, okay? And it's like, All right, I'll do it, get it done. Yep, I guess uh, I guess we're not the only ones who suffer from that. Although we haven't done that in a long time, so. Uh, true, true. I think the only episodes we released out of order were the Christmas, Christmas episode and the uh, the okay. Mamba Out episode. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was those ones had a holiday and a uh, tragedy tied to those ones, unfortunately. Yep. For one of the two, yeah. Um, but thoughts on this episode, guys? Do you think we're returning back to canon? Almost. I don't even know what's considered canon at this point anymore. I well, we're deciding what's canon today. I think the episodes are slowly going to devolve into just one giant montage. <laughs> one episode is literally going to be twenty-two minutes. Of no wonder montage. somebody. No wonder somebody's going to be super pissed about us not reviewing the last episode because <laughs> literally it'll be just the montage <laughs> for the entire episode. <laughs> just going to start with the the. The theme song, Street Sharks, and then, and then it's just montage, and then credits. Yeah, I thought, I originally thought when we first heard this montage that it was like, oh, they wrote a song to describe what's happening in the episode. That's okay. <laughs> they at least put a little bit of effort into it. But then it turns out the song they wrote is really just a catch-all song, and uh, it's they just played the theme song. Yeah. It's all like lyrics are like, "Ripsters over here doing some stuff." Slamu's over there also doing some stuff. <laughs> Jab and streaks are hanging out. Yep. 
And that, yeah, that's so it's really just generic. Like, Slamu's doing a, uh, what, shit, what's slammy his name called? Sla- uh, slammy thing. <laughs> Seismic slam. <laughs> Actually, uh, Stu, for some reason, your rendition sounds a lot like if Patton Oswald had gotten tied onto <laughs> Street feel- Sharks and did a stand up com- comedy for it. I feel like I'm cursed um, from having watched Patton Oswald so much and when he does like, like ad lib songs like it's just ingrained in my head so now whenever i try to do an ad lib song i i just try to affect the same like mannerisms and stuff well i will definitely say it definitely definitely worked um and it's nothing to be ashamed of at noswald is very proud of you he is one of my yeah Patton, if you happen to listen to this Stu is a huge fan and we would love to have you on the show um so yeah, Stu, you you would like that, wouldn't you? I I don't know if I know what to say. <laughs> I'm a really big fan. I'm the best fan. I'm the well, best fan. Everyone right. everyone knows it. <laughs> Every, everyone agrees I'm the best fan. Yeah. What about you, Ben? Any other thoughts on this episode? I I mean the montage. <laughs> there was no montage in this one. We there know there's a montage. The what are you talking about? There was no montage. David, did you just skip the last half of the episode? We we heard you tune into the first half, and then it went silent. Did you just give up halfway through? <laughs> there was no montage. He well, I mean, to be fair, even if he had watched the montage, he wouldn't have learned anything else about the story of this episode. So because that montage never ever tells you what's going on. No, no, no. But what's the real story? Is it the actual? Is it the plot of finding their dad, or is it finding out how these montages evolve throughout the series? <laughs> I think those are those are two separate storylines that are also interconnected. No, they're. I think they're competing. Which one is going to end up on top? I am voting oh, for be the montage. Yeah, it's just gonna go at you know, like season three episode six uh i don't know how many episodes are in this season 30 episode 24 is just gonna be intro uh music and then straight into montage outro music no no no. there's there's commercial breaks so there has to be at least three montages oh, okay in this episode. we're 17 episodes away from the end episode 27 is the last one yeah, that's a lot of montages <laughs> dude this entire season has been montages they got they got a taste of it in season two and they have not been able to to kick that they've already tasted blood <laughs> they like the taste and that was it blood did you say that there's blood in the water <laughs> wow uh, no 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 ben don't bail him out <laughs> right <laughs> I thought that David said that. Oh, man. I, that wasn't uh, me. Uh, oh. Right, guys. <laughs>Again, due to the rise of COVID-19 and the fact that nobody seems to be still wearing a mask. I know a lot of people are, but there are still those people that are not doing it. There's quarantine, the rise of quarantine wars, the rise of COVID. Yeah, I don't know. It's getting ridiculous. Like the fact that like they had to shut down all the beaches again because they knew that people couldn't 
be able to practice safe distancing from each other and wearing protection. Yep. Yep. Gotta get just because gotta wear protection. it's crazy. Uh, what was it? Uh, a couple of years ago, we had all those anti-vaxxers. Now we have all these anti-mask wearers. I'm like, dude, anti-maskers. Yeah, you have. I like that. These anti-maskers don't have like literally have nothing else to stand for. They're just like they're looking for the next fad to just say no to. It. It's like no, there's research that proves a lot of things are there's a point to having this and they just want to ignore it just because they want to have a stance. They want to make it new unique. It doesn't make you unique. It makes you dumb. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, David. So why are you this dumb? Why do you keep doing this? <laughs> I mean, mean, yeah, mean? <laughs> three of us. I do this. Yeah, it's true. One uh, out of three of us have gotten coronavirus. Yeah, David. So, and it wasn't me. Wasn't and it me. wasn't Pat. We were the ones that shared a ramen bowl together. What are you talking about? The bat ramen, bat soup, bat ramen bowl. <laughs> bat katsu. Special edition. Limited edition. <laughs> Wuhan right. edition ramen bowl. <laughs> Jeez. Um, but speaking of theaters, so there's nothing really to report there. Uh, the newest pushback is now, instead of it being July 15th, AMC is looking to open it in July 30th. And that has forced two more big movies to get pushed out. Mulan is pushed back to August 21st, and Tenant is now pushed back to August 12th. Um, Tenant yeah, really I, thought they were they were hot gonna, shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're the gonna new Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah, new Christopher Nolan movie. Tenant. Oh, fuck everyone. Uh, we're gonna July release one. <laughs> Doesn't matter when we're gonna be releasing it, even if the theaters aren't open. And then they got to be open. Yep, and then said no. Um, and then what? Uh, no Time to Die, new James Bond movie, is pushed forward by five days instead of November 25th. It is now November 20th. Yep. Dude, I was looking forward to the Black Widow movie. I really wanted to watch that, you know. Did when did that get pushed, pushed to? Uh, I don't even know at this point. I, I think it's just indefinitely pushed back. And I don't know. It's kind of weird. I am... It, we've been in this period, this long ass period for years, where we regularly get the stream of Marvel movies, and now During it's summer. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like dry, you know, like it's just weird. And wait, were we supposed to also get Black Panther two? Um, I don't know. I haven't heard anything about Black Panther two, but the next big one was definitely Black Widow. So that one, you know, I mean, and plus, what's his face was it David Harbor? I wanted to see David Harbor in a fucking Marvel movie. And we're not going to see it for a really long ass time. And Taskmaster is in it. Taskmaster, come on. Which one's Taskmaster? Um, he's got a skull face and he's got a cloak, a shield, and a sword and shit. He steals other people's moves, essentially. Oh, is is he a, a character in Marvel? Uh, yeah. And I mean, Marvel vs. Capcom. Yes, yes, he is. <laughs> That's how you know. That's how you yeah. know. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how I'll, I know everyone from Marvel. I wouldn't know who the fuck Captain America was if I didn't know fucking hypercharging star and stars and stripes and shit, you know? <laughs> Shield Slash. So if you want to sell Ben on a on a Marvel movie, just got to create a video game surrounding No, them. that's the only way you could sell me on a Marvel movie. If they're not in Marvel vs. Capcom, I could give two fucks about them. I would just <laughs> almost didn't give a fuck about Black Panther. And then a month before, boom. Black Panther, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Hey, now I know who that is. All right, and that was a real good-ass movie. But goddamn, I wouldn't have cared. 
Ben, I thought you said Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite was trash. It is trash. Shut up. I love trash. <laughs> yeah, do you not know who... Excellent. Do you not know Ben? Oh, no, no, no. I did. I just wanted him to I wanted him to say it. He lives what in the trash. What do you mean say it? I'll fucking open admit this. I love trash. I love eating out of the trash. In high school, I was so hungry once, someone threw away some chili cheese fries and was at the very top. Guess what I did with it? Guess what I fucking did with it? Also, donate to my, uh, my Patreon because I... <laughs> Where I eat food out of the trash for money. (laughs) Yeah, throw your money in the trash. Ben will make sure to get it. Are are you sure you're not going to pay me to to eat this trash? I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it. You're going to want to pay me after you see this. Now, does food at the top of the trash that hasn't actually intermingled with the rest of the trash really constitute as trash? See, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I know it's not socially, you know, 100% socially acceptable. It's taboo. But... It's like you're eating human flesh. It's like but... everyone looks at you. It's like, oh, my God, that man's killing a baby and eating yeah. it. But no, it's chili cheese fries on top of a trash can. Yeah, if it's still in this little carton, then yeah. fine. Yeah, uh, I mean, everyone did a D-high, right? Everyone did, right? Right, I mean, David? I'll say this. I'll say this much. Uh, and then we, we can leave the, the, the topic. But if you're a person who's who believes in the three or five second rule or whatever, but then you turn your nose up at someone grabbing, uh, you know, a cl- an obviously clean piece of food off the top of the trash, then uh, you're a hypocrite. Yeah. So. Yeah. You hear that, Mr. McElroy? How dare you give me those glancing eyes? <laughs> <laughs> and look at me now. I, I'm a software engineer at a, at a university. That eats trash? Trash. No, still at a university. Chili trash. <laughs> Chili trash fries. A student throws away their Wendy's in the trash. I grab it up. It's free food. <laughs> It's free food, all right. I think Ben is it because your is it because your parents always told you there's always a child in Africa who doesn't have food and you need to finish your food. No, they could have said child in Indonesia. No, that's all because they always fed me Indonesian food. (laughs) Not even homeless people would have. (laughs) God. All right, all right. Let's uh, we'll just jump over to our movie of the week this week, which is Major League. Stu, do you have anything for us? I was hoping you did, seeing as you just finished watching it. Yeah. Oh, perfect. The Cleveland Indians have had no winning seasons for the last 60 years with a new management at head and a new regiment coming through and everybody getting replaced. They want to move the team to Miami. Now, do this magic, this team have enough to be able to repeat magic one more time to be able to get them to the pennant and give Cleveland something to celebrate once again? Wow. Uh, did you actually write this out beforehand? Nope, that was I didn't have nothing written wow. down. That was like Bullshit. light years ahead of the other one. I've been done. practicing kind of a little bit. Like every time we have a movie, what? I like think of, down? I, think of what, I don't write them down anymore. I don't write them down. Bullshit. No, I just kind of like think of what would I want to say about this movie that would kind of sum up everything, and then just do that. Well, that's that's definitely better than the ones you've done in the past. Um, I wanted to say something about the Cavaliers, but then I couldn't think of anything. So I was like, just, let's just finish this. Something about celebrating like 45 minutes of me trying to figure this out again. <laughs> and then to tie it all back to the baseball. <laughs> Space Jam 2 with LeBron James. Although I think his role as Michael Jordan. LeBron James as Michael Jordan. Yeah. That's uh, cool, Michael. I did realize, though, as you were kind of talking, that this movie is kind of like the baseball equivalent of the replacements. Yes. In a sense. 
Except for one of them. I mean, the ending's a little bit different, and I feel like um, this one would definitely get in more trouble nowadays. Oh, yeah. Any of these comedies from the 80s and stuff would fucking... They wouldn't fly today, unfortunately. I think the great thing about watching these movies with people who haven't watched stuff like... They haven't watched movies like this before. Like, for example, I was watching it with Irene, and she's like, whoa, wait, Charlie Sheen's in this? Uh Uh-huh. And then... She was like, wait, is that that guy sounds like the guy from the Allstate commercial? I was like, yes, that is also him. Uh, and then she was just like naming off. Him, and I was like, and then I got to the, how, what's his name? Dorn. Uh, he plays. Corbin Burnson. Yeah. Psych. And from Psych. And then she was like, who's that? And I was like, oh, no. It's Sean Spencer's father. I know. And I, I named Rad off a bunch of other stuff. And she was like, um, I was like, maybe we, looks like we have a TV show that we need you to catch up on. Because Psych was incredible. I never oh. watched Psych. Well, you're an asshole. Hey, hey, wait, wait, wait. But Dr. Yanitor was in this movie. I watched that one. Huh? That's huh? true. That's very true. See? But he had the most minor of roles. I don't care. He was in the movie, and it made the movie that much better. All right? <laughs> wait, he, yeah. was in, wait, he was in this? Yeah. Yeah. He was one of the construction workers, and then the guy that was in the bar, and then he was hugging the other. Re- I didn't even re- recognize his face. Oh. I think the whole time, because I, I think what happened was, um, I... I hadn't seen the first one in a while. I had seen the second one more recently. Second um, one, what? Major, major League. league. He's like, like there's second, second major league. league? Oh my god! Three major leagues. Um, what the? But uh, second one's pretty good too. I, th- I was thinking. I actually think I like the second one better. Not to say that the first one isn't good, but um, just because I because of uh, what's his what's his name? Randy Quaid's in it. Um, oh really? <laughs> Yeah, and I think I could, well, when they kept showing you like clips, he's of like, that, "Wait a minute!" <laughs> he goes, "What?" When you keep when you keep when they keep showing like clips of the fans, where I guess you saw the Yan uh, janitor from uh, yeah. Scrubs. Um, I was kept waiting for the when it cut to the uh, like the guys in the stands. Yeah, one of those was supposed to be Randy Quaid in my mind, but he's in the second one. So, <laughs> um, he, which is like he's like a great part of that movie too. So. Yeah, I, I feel like the series was was really good. Okay, I guess the question is, did this movie launch Charlie Sheen, or was Charlie Sheen already pretty big by the time he got? Into I think this? I don't remember. I think I Charlie, think Charlie was Sheen was, he was like the this was like the heyday for Charlie Sheen. This was like the eighties, like the mid to late eighties was all about Charlie Sheen. He was like, I think he was like a big Hollywood, like a, he was like the it guy. Yeah, I mean, like. what was like the first Charlie Sheen movie you've seen, or like, what's the earliest Charlie Sheen movie you've seen? I think it was, I think it was Major League for me. What the? <laughs> what about First Bueller's Day Off? Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, I think it was because I think this one was more recent. Dude, this movie came out in 1989. Yeah. So what I was, was born in '87. I. I wouldn't remember if I saw that movie at two, but I remember this was the first Charlie Sheen movie I saw. Uh, So I think, so quick check on IMDb says that, so probably Charlie Sheen's first role that we probably all would have seen him in is Red Dawn. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm-hmm. After that would have been Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And then right after that, Platoon, which isn't a great one. And then- Oh, he was really big in Wall Street. Wall Street, that, that was the year after. Hot Shots. Hot Shots, definitely. I think yeah, that was, uh, so think good. That was in the eighties, maybe or early nineties, maybe. Hot Shots, ninety one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, there's like a chunk in the eighties here where he's just like in a lot of like 
memorable big movie. Like, a, af, probably after Ferris oh. Bueller's Day Off, he probably is like that really gets launched. And Young Guns. Yeah, because he's got he's got Platoon, Wall Street, uh, Young Guns, Major League, uh, Navy Seals, um, and then Hot Shots. So that's kind of like the I guess the mid to mid eighties to early nineties. It was just all Charlie Sheen. Yeah, whatever happened to Charlie Sheen after his whole crazy, you know, I feel like he was old on the news. Thing. Yeah. Like, I feel like I haven't heard a peep out of him. Uh, maybe just went away for a while so everyone can forget about his craziness. Kind of like Mel Gibson. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he's kind of <laughs> back now, though, right? Mel Gibson? Yeah. How? I mean, how? I mean, he's like, he's slowly coming back, you know, he's like in a few movies here and there, but, you know, he's slowly creeping his way back in, you know, hopefully everyone forgot about all the crazy shit he said, so he could, he could just launch himself back. That's, that's what, that's his hope, I think. I think that's his ultimate game plan. I don't know if anyone forgets, they just stop caring. Hmm. (laughs) At least that's how it is for me. Like, at some point, it's like, okay, how mad can you really be at someone for, you know? Actually, I don't know. I mean, recently there's a lot of shit going on where people are just, you know, pulling shit out from like 20 years ago. Yeah, that's true. But he's yeah. already he's already oh, he's already paid that price. I feel like so it's Who not knows? like he can pay it again. Yeah, we already know that he's crazy. We don't think. Yeah, what about seconds though? What about seconds? You know, that's true. We do need a sequel. Second breakfast. Yeah. What Sec- about second breakfast? You know, that's true. And second dinner. All right. Um. Actually, interesting note. Uh. Uh, Major League Two debuted at number one that knocked off D2, the Mighty Ducks, Damn. Um, which starred his brother, Emilio Estevez. And the Battle of the Sheens. Wow. That's right. I guess the Sheen wore off. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. wow. I don't know what was worse, the blood in the water thing or that one. I think the blood in the water. Fine, fuck you guys. Shit. <laughs> All right. All right, Ben. Um, thoughts on this movie? I'm going to say this right now. I don't know jack shit about baseball. Like, <laughs> goddamn. I was watching this movie. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Why, why, why is Wesley Snipes doing this like back and forth shit? You know, stay put, man. Let the batter do it. <laughs> where, where you going, Wesley Snipes? Goddamn, stay put. <laughs> you know? Just wait your turn. Like, what are the rules, man? What are the rules? How come it, the movie didn't start with, like, a detailed description of how baseball is played, you know? that I think that was its major downfall, you know? It's alienating the audience. It's alienating the majority of the audience, you know, the, the, the important people, like like me, you know? It's, 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 it's not fair, you know? It, it's, it's, it's a 2 out of 10. It's a 2 out of 10 because I, it, it didn't cater to me, to me. <laughs> To me, <laughs> to me. But like, I, so we, we had given you a course on how baseball is played and in the rules of baseball. This would have made it much more enjoyable for yes. you. Yes. Where is baseball one hundred and one? Is it da- is, is is it in lecture hall one A or one B? You can ask Darren. Darren loves baseball. He can explain yeah. everything you need to know about baseball. I, I will say this: I did. I, I really like the uh, you know the camaraderie between Sheen, Wesley Snipes, and. I don't know who that other guy was. Tom Berenger. Yeah, him. You know, Catcher. Weak, weak knees. Yeah, weak yeah. knees. Yeah. I mean, they had, a real, they had some good chemistry going on. And I, I liked how, what's his face? Uh, who's that guy? The voodoo guy. Who's the voodoo guy? I don't even know. Who. Oh, uh, uh, Pedro. 
Serrano. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I liked how his his prayers were just getting more and more elaborate. You know? <laughs> like as time went on, you know, first it was just like a little shrine and then he starts doing like fucking like rituals like in the locker room, you know, it's just gotten worse and worse and worse. And then at or, well, I don't want to that could wait till spoilers on, but yeah, I, I did really enjoy that portion of the film. So yeah, I, I, I think I, we figured out that the spoiler zone really doesn't apply to any of these now. Okay, great. Well, I really like how you said fuck, you know, fuck voodooism at the end, pretty much. At the I, end of the movie. So that I was do it myself. Cool. I do it myself. And then, and then, Ben, what happens is he goes up to bat, <laughs> uh-huh. and he only has one, one pitch left to, to uh-huh. hit the ball, or else he's out. Um, oh, and great. he hits it out of the park, which is considered a home run. Uh-huh. Uh, which means he gets to round all the bases uh, uh-huh. uninhibited and uh-huh. score a point once he returns to the home plate. Ah, got it. So what's a base? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do we have another three hours? <laughs> uh, so I, I, you know, one of the best things I liked about this movie hat was that there there was a moral to it. You know, you didn't have to understand baseball to really get get this. You know, there's a general picture to it. What can we learn from this? You know, you. You, you keep trying, you don't give up. Sure, you're going to fail the first few times, but you keep going at it. You don't let other people tell you no or to stop. It's going to get better. You're going to get better. Eventually, you're going to find out where she lives. You're going to enter her place, and she's not even going to know. The front door is going to be wide open. And she's going to... wait, wait, wait. I don't think that's the, the moral of the story. You're going to enter her place, and then you're going to enter her, and she's going to like it. She'll say no, but it really means yes. That's the moral of the story. Well, I, I think Ben should have learned how to play baseball before he watched this movie. Wait, the, yeah, that, I think that, he that, missed a lot of it. This is the Major League, the Charlie Weinstein story. Oh my God! Wait, first base, second base, third—that's where it comes from. No, that's not where it comes oh from. Oh my God, man! I should learn baseball. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what is the rules of baseball? Okay. Guys, I just read this whole page on baseball, and not once did it say I get to rape anyone. <laughs> I don't get to break and enter. Well, actually, the crazy thing is, watching this movie now, compared to watching it when it first came out in 1989, I guarantee a lot of them would have been less stunned back then. But then watching it now, it's like, dude, who leaves their door wide open like that? Yeah, who, back- like, How do you not have like a key card thing that like guarantees that when you go up to the elevator, you have to be a resident? Yeah, especially just, if that if that elevator is your front door, <laughs> he just goes in, and that guy's loaded. That guy's fucking loaded. Yeah, why would she leave him? I don't know. Because he's Dude, think about contactless delivery. It's like, um, uh, sir, I'm here to deliver your pizza. Oh yeah, just leave it in the elevator, push six, and get out. <laughs> I'll get it. What? That's baller money right there. I think uh, probably in the eighties, when you when they see people see that stuff on screen, they're probably like, "Oh, that's wholesome and charming." He really wants to show her how much he cares about her. <laughs> Nowadays, now it's like, "Holy fuck, this fucking creep is trying to rape her." <laughs> Why the time Stella yeah, shows up at her home? He's yeah, shows her up at her home, shows up at her work, shows up at her boyfriend or fiance's house, invites himself in both times. <laughs> I, those, I don't know how those were the yeah. days. Yeah, men's warehouse. I guarantee you, she's gonna love it. God damn, man. <laughs> I will say this. This is probably my second favorite baseball movie. Uh my first one has to be Naked Gun. 
It's not even a baseball. Really, really? What were they playing at the end, David? What game were they playing? Were they playing football? That's weird. I don't see any fucking helmets or pads, David. So you're saying you don't know anything about baseball. How could you enjoy that movie then? Because we probably Nielsen in it. Uh, what did you get Naked Gun then? What? Rating. A 10 out of 10. Are you fucking kidding me? It's a 10 out of 10. Wait a minute. What movies are baseball movies? One's a two, one's a 10. Yeah. Stu, am I, am I the only one confused here? I mean, I stopped trying to make rhyme or reason of Ben's rating system. Yeah. Long time All right, ago, that's fine. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. 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 I'm yeah. like, Ben, he's, he's not defending you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, Ben's rating, two out of 10. Stu, what about you? Wait, is that was that a joke rating or is that a real rating? Okay, real rating probably a six or seven. Yeah, okay. six, six. Yeah, that's appropriate. Okay, I mean it is. Okay. Wait, uh, so that does that also mean that episode nine was also a six or seven? No, that one is. I'm sure gave is... him a two. No, that's every time you mention it, the score goes down. So it's a negative one, David. Actually, at some point, we can just multiply it by negative one, and it'll a positive score i don't think it works that way david but (laughs) shut the hell up all right so uh this is the how many times have you seen this one oh i've probably seen it about a dozen times in my life um but yeah it's definitely i would say my favorite um baseball movie uh or at least uh one and two are my favorite baseball movies because um just because like just the dynamics between the characters all their goofy antics and all that stuff uh i really enjoy uh the second one is is as good i would say or better than this one um the only problem is in the second one unfortunately wesley snipes they did they did not uh he did not come back uh to reprise his role as willie mays hayes uh i believe they got omar epps to do that Oh wait, the the character was still in it, but they the just character was still Willie Mays Hayes, but he was recast as uh, uh, with Omar Epps, I think. Did um, he do a good job of it? Was, yeah, it was it was still good. Um, it was just like oh, because Wesley Snipes was so good in this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it was just only because Willie May uh, because Wesley Snipes had gotten way too big at that point. Yeah, he was also blown up around that time. So, um, but yeah, this is definitely um, just like the. You know the story of all these kind of ragtag bunch of you know rejects and no no like a you know really none of them have any business uh, you know playing professional sports almost and then they all kind of come together and the uh, you know just come together to become something great despite uh, all the uh, the roadblocks the owner puts in front of them um, yeah just a kind of like Ben was saying. You know, there is something to learn from, you know, there's a good moral to this uh, movie. Not not so much the rapey one, but the, <laughs> the, one, the one where you're like, you know, you can you know, come together and then achieve if you come together as a group and you can achieve anything. So like finding out where she lives. OK, and we're done with that. We're not talking about that anymore. <laughs> I feel like Ben's about to write a book on how to stalk your prey. I don't have to because Wesley Snipes tells you how. He didn't do it. Maybe it was maybe the reason why it was less creepy back then was because that was almost literally the only way you could find out, like, you know, get in contact with a person. I know they had to make they looked it up on the I couldn't find her in the phone book. And I was like, yep. what's that? <laughs> There's books? You mean the Kindle? 
<laughs> an ebook. Um, so rating for you, Stu? I give it a. Uh, I'll give it an eight and a half out of ten. Oh, nice. Yeah. So for me, that goes the same. It's eight out of ten. Um, this movie, I sometimes get the one and two mixed up. And so I'm kind of glad that we got a chance to watch this one because that means that there are certain memories from the second one that I definitely remember. Um, but yeah, this is this one's definitely for sure up there as one of the sport like big sports movies for me. Just mostly just kind of seeing uh, this like the fact that the owner usually is the one who's trying to will the team and it's the complete opposite in this one because she wants to move the team to Miami and all that other stuff and and man it's just i i couldn't stop laughing i was just like man this one this is so good um and i think that's the reason why a lot of people feel like the second one's kind of like a letdown but i couldn't understand that really um, people thought that i love the second one the second one on rotten tomatoes is a five percent well again i think we've covered this before rotten tomatoes it's also true they, they're looking the at it from a, like uh, if it's oscar worthy not if it's like funny but the second one has Randy Quaid. Guess they really don't care about that. Because then they don't know what they're talking about. Then. Yeah, um, and then I don't remember anything from the third one. Yeah, I think I watched. The, I've only seen the third one like once or twice, but only I think only because like it it really doesn't have any of the uh, original cast except for I think it has Tom Berenger who is the the uh, catcher and then it has Corbin Bernstein in it, in it I think um I think those are the only two guys who are in it but yeah it's uh, unfortunate that couldn't get the rest of the gang back together so um let me see we'll start with Ben Ben your favorite moment favorite moment oof I, it would probably have to be the end, mo- the ending scene where they're all celebrating. To it, it, it's the culmination of a lot of different events going on in the film, right? You see that um, what's that? The rich dude's name, you know, pr- pretty boy baseball player, Dorn. Dorn. Yeah, his wife, right? His wife sees Dorn going off with some lady. She goes and finds Charlie Sheen. She sleeps with him, and this whole time Charlie Sheen's got this like you know this weight on his shoulders that. Doran, you know, Doran knows, you know, he, he's going to know that I, you know, I slept with his wife and Doran's looking for him during the last part of the game. It's just like, oh, fuck, he knows, you know, he's going to fuck him up. And finally, during his last pitch, you know, Doran goes up to him. He's like, oh, fuck, he's going to he's going to air his grievances out. He's going to like just throw it all out there on the field for everyone to see. And you know what? Doran puts it away. He puts it to, away for the good of the team. He's like, you know, get this motherfucker out of here. Right. And he goes up. He he. Saves the game. Everyone's happy. Everyone bum rushes the field. You know, Charlie Sheen, Dorn, they hug it out, and Dorn just socks him to the ground. You know, <laughs> that was that was perfect. You know, that whole build up to that moment, and yet afterwards he picks him up. You know, it, it's it really highlights the the cohesiveness of the team. You know, like how everyone's able to come together for one great moment. That was my favorite moment of the film. How about you, Stu? Oof. Oh man, where do I begin? Um, I think one of my favorite moments of the movie, the most mem- one of the most memorable ones that I was like, kind of waiting for when I was watching it this time was when towards the beginning when they're all kind of doing their the spring training and they're trying they're like all worried that they're about to get cut and uh, 
uh, Wesley Snipes, his character, Willie Mays Hayes, opens up his locker and he does that whole routine like he's too <laughs> afraid to look to see if he's cut. Uh, and then once once he finds out he's not cut, like he recalls like what Tom Berenger was saying earlier is like, don't don't like celebrate or anything if you, if you didn't get cut. Um, so like, he's just like quietly excuses himself uh, outside and he does his old celebration dance. Uh, that was that was probably one of my favorite, um, more memorable moments um, in this movie. For me, I think it's got to be the after his first at bat for Wesley Snipes and he gets on the first base and he's like, what are you doing with this? And I bought 100 of these gloves because I'm on my way to the Hall of Fame and I'm just like, thinking, <laughs> like man, and then you see his wall completely filled with gloves afterwards. Um, and if I get a second one, it would be uh, crap. What's his name? Uh, do, 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 do. Um, Jake Taylor, uh, the, the catcher, right. Tom Berger's character, he's doing the the uh, Babe Ruth, and he's pointing out to the to the out to the uh, to the to the grandstands, and then they throw at his head, and he doesn't even dust himself off, and then you hear the the announcer in the background going, he doesn't even he doesn't even uh, dust himself off, he's just gonna stand there. Oh, he points again, and then. <laughs> And then you see him, and he, and he bunts, and he goes, bunt! And then you see Wesley just, like, running around. Oh, man, that was, I think that was probably one of the first, like, slow motion, like, scenes I'd ever seen. And it still mm. sticks out to me. Every single time. So, that it, that one definitely helped you, like, kind of build that anticipation as you're watching this. They're, like, they turn to try to throw the first to get the force out. And then he turns and tries to get him at home and he barely gets by. And then he slides and he clips the back of the, uh, the, the home plate with his, with his foot. Oh, and then the elation. I think that's part of the reason why I like so much about these like sports comedies is a lot of them have like these happy endings mm. where you get this like really satisfying, like you see them at their work, at their, at their worst, they get to their best and then they get bad again. And then they figure, figure out some way to kind of will themselves across the finish line. Everybody's hurting. Everybody's in pain. And, you know, some of them are covered in blood, like for example, in like uh, in the replacements where everybody is like sweating and breathing really hard. People have bruises and all over the place, but then yet they're able to like gut it out and then still make it happen. Yeah, it's really like a good, another good underdog story. Everyone loves an underdog story. Mm hmm. Like dodgeball, for example, another great American sport. Yep. Unfortunately, we're done with sports in this volume. That's true. That's unfortunate. Um, so, speaking of the next volume, Ben, I believe it is your turn to pick the. Why do I feel like we're going to regret this already? But go ahead, Ben. What is what is, what is that's what I call Cinco's volume three going to be about? Well. You all know me. You all know what I'm about. And what category? Anime. I mean, porn. Hentai. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be hentai, isn't it? You know what? Fine. I'm going to pick action. Now, that's why I call Senko's action edition. Action, action, action. Fucking Time Crisis 3. Action. Let's go. You did a 360 right. and moonwalked away from what Woo! I thought you were going to do. So I believe since uh, Ben for the scary movies picked first, mm-hmm. I picked first for sports. No, I picked first for scary movies, I think. Oh, wait, no. Did you? No, I picked the genre. Because no, you were the last guy. one because I remember. Okay. And then so that means, Stu, you're up for our first action movie for That's What I Call Cinco's Action. 
Stu. Oh boy. Oh boy. Thirty seconds. Oh man, this is this is rough. I wish Ben would have just picked anime and picked something, <laughs> something that. I'll keep on the first movie. Yeah. Oh fuck. Oh shit. Oh man. Oh man. Actually, right. I wonder if Ben had something ahead of time since yeah, I picked. I picked sports, and then I also had a sports movie already on deck. So, Ben, do you have a? Do you have one? I do, but Stu, do you want to pick for this week? We can like edit I, this part out. I'd rather not. Yeah, <laughs> I can't okay, think of anything. All anymore. right, Ben. All right, uh, we'll we'll run it again. Okay. So, Ben, speaking of, uh, speaking of genres. Wait, what the hell did I say from before? It doesn't matter. We'll we'll, we'll it'll work. Just yeah, Ben, what work. what's your pick? Okay. <laughs> ben, what are you uh, what are you picking? Ooh, I got to go with my favorite. Well, I think this is my favorite action movie and possibly my favorite movie of all time. Oh, is it an don't anime action movie? God damn it. Not everything's anime, David. I, I don't get it. Why, why everything always go back to anime for you? Maybe there's something you want to air out here. Do you love anime, David? Yes. Okay, great. Which one's your favorite? <laughs> ben, real quick. Uh, Annihilation is not an action movie. All right, I'm going to go to my second favorite. <laughs> uh, my favorite movie and my favorite action movie of all time has to be Hot Fuzz. Ooh, okay. Fantastic choice. I applaud that. Literal applause. Good, good. Anyone who doesn't applause will be shot. I'm talking to the, to the viewers at home. I'm going to find out where the <laughs> fuck you live. You have a particular set of skills? No. no. <laughs> I got jack shit. No, I'm I'm quite incompetent. <laughs> I actually, frankly, I I'm more of a more of a danger to myself than anybody else. Um. So, all right. Well, you heard it here, folks. Uh, for Cinco's, that's what I call Cinco's action. First movie in our series will be Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz. So, um, before we get going, we wanted to remind you guys that we do have those Twitch streams four days a week. I just streamed on Monday. Uh, ben will be streaming tomorrow. Um, I believe you're doing The Grid again? Battle for the Grid? I have no idea. Tune in okay, tomorrow you, to find out. You'll find out. It'll be some type of fighting game. You can count on yeah, that. Guaranteed. Um, Stu's probably going to be playing Dead by Daylight, I believe. Possibly. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see how he feels. Um, and uh, on Thursday, we may be adventuring into some hunt showdown, possibly. Ooh. If, ben, ben, do you have ben it already? I do not. I will get it by then, though. Yeah. Oh, excellent! It's a well. Speaking of which, I believe yeah. Me and uh, me and Stu have been enjoying that. Um, we have a very unique strategy that I'm sure probably uh, is not. Is it called lose every game? We lose we the environment. Game. The environment is the most dangerous uh, enemy. I mean, I was watching you guys, and your strategy is working really well. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, we'll probably be playing some type of multiplayer game on Thursday, possibly Hunt Showdown. Um, but if you guys have any suggestions, definitely hit us up on the Twitch channel. Don't forget to hit that follow button, as well as drop a comment in our chat. Say what's up. Hang out with us for uh, for an hour or so. And uh, definitely don't forget to check out all of our other episodes. 
on your social media platforms, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Google Play Music, and Apple Podcasts. Uh, don't forget to wherever, whatever profile, uh, sorry, platform that you guys enjoy. If there's a like button, hit a like button. If there's a subscribe button, hit a subscribe button. Please, please, please do something. So that way we know what kind of content <laughs> please, you guys like. Anything. <laughs> anything. Wow. Um, and then if you guys happen to leave any food on the top level of your trash that hasn't actually touched any trash, please contact Ben. <laughs> I'll take it off and, your uh, hands for free. He will make sure to take it off your hands for free. Okay? The warmer, the better. I mean, okay? it doesn't have to be warm. I'm not picky, honestly. <laughs> Any un, unfinished Popeye's chicken sandwiches, Ben will happily finish for you. Oh, yeah. It, it could be halfway through and I'll eat it. <laughs> That's what half finished means, but all right. Um, once again, thank you guys for joining us on another episode of Dos and Half Cinco's. Uh, I have been your host, David. I'm Stuart. And I'm Ben. Don't forget to tip your Reiki master. Stay safe out there, and we will check you guys on the next one. Okay, bye. Bye. bye.